Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Expression Pass here on Watch First Network. I'm your host, the Latin Sider ADV. Joining me is the boss man himself, the one, the only, Mr. Corey Deering. Hello, good sir. Hi. <laughs> You're coming with fierce energy. <laughs> thought I would switch it up this time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, well, everybody, this one, um, it's kind of going to be an interesting discussion. Um, I was kind of thinking about some uh, games that's coming to Switch, and I was thinking of Nero Automata that's going to be dropping for Nintendo Switch, and it it's a port of the game that came out for PlayStation Four, and then later on came out to Xbox. And I kind of it kind of got me thinking that I know some people are kind of tired of port games coming to Switch. Who's tired? I, Port everything to Switch. I don't care how long it takes. Bring but, it. But I think I think porting has helped the Nintendo Switch. And I I after thinking about that, I kind of was just like, man, if I if you really look at it, Nintendo Switch may be the best platform that have a good balance of uh, of a library that just comes from everywhere. You know, we got strong first party some great indie games we got pc games that surprise everybody that hit switch um of course we got third party but you know we also got these ports of older games hitting nintendo switch and i kind of want to ask you Corey, like what do you think about it do does nintendo switch have a good balance of games for a library to make up to make the system what it is I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the... I, I think Nintendo has some of the best output they've ever had in terms of a console, right? Like, I always half-jokingly but half-seriously say that the Wii, <laughs> the Wii U is my favorite Nintendo console. Uh, but, like, now we're, we're in year six of the Switch, right? Like, we're in it, and there's just so many games like i was making a list of physical games that i would like to get back and uh you look at first party alone and there's like <laughs> in terms of first party there's like 30ish games from first party maybe 35 or 40 even you know and i'm just like mm-hmm. oh my gosh there are so many games for this console and first party alone and then you look at all the great indie games, right? Obviously, a lot of them come to Switch first or people play them here, right? Like, I mm-hmm. can't tell you how many indie games I've tried on Game Pass. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy that on Switch, you know? And, uh, I mean, just to name a few this year, like Nobody Saves the World, Death's Door, uh, you know, it's games like that. I'm just like, oh, man, these are these are great games. These are great portable games. And like, you know, I'm kind of excited for tunic, even though like I, I, what I played on game pass was like just okay for me. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you look at the, you look at that and then you look at the third party support we've gotten across the board. Right. I mean, not a lot of like newer games, but like great, uh, support from Ubisoft, from 2k, Mm -hmm. from, uh, Bethesda, we talked a lot about Bethesda on the last episode uh, from CD Projekt Red even, right? Like with The Witcher and, you know, rumors floating around that The Witcher 2 could possibly make its way over. Uh, you know, you're, you you see even Activision, right? No, we didn't get Call of Duty, but we got Tony Hawk. We got Crash. We got uh, Spyro. We got Overwatch. We yeah. get, We got diablo 2 and 3 right and we're getting overwatch 2 and and diablo 4 which is awesome like the the assignment for diablo 3 you know was Mm -hmm. was was big Mm -hmm. yeah and and so i think that the switch yeah it has a great variety of of games and you i mean people are like well yeah all the, all these other games are on the other consoles and they play better and they have first party titles too but i'm like yeah but they don't have nintendo games you know i'm well, i mm-hmm. guess i guess technically if you had an xbox series console and you down got an emulator and didn't hook it up to the inter- internet or whatever you could technically play nintendo games on it but uh you know what i mean like it's you don't have nintendo games and you can take these games with you natively right 
most of them. Uh, and you can play it in handheld mode or on the TV. And what you don't get in fidelity and frame rate for some of these third-party games, you definitely get the convenience of portability. And, you know, if you don't like the Joy-Cons, you can get those Power-A kind of... Not Power-A, but the Hori kind of wide-grip ones. Yeah. Right? Like the, uh, which I'm actually thinking about getting for vacation. Uh, you know, you get a lot of interesting titles like Astral Chain and Bayonetta... And uh, we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which was, you know, a huge thing, right? Because, I mean, at the time, Avengers had already been announced, but not out yet. And people were anticipating that game. Yeah. And then you get the... Remember when we were watching it, I thought, like, when they were showing that initial character art and trailer, I thought it was that stupid phone fighting game. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up being a pretty big hit for them. You know, and I mean, it's not um, an amazing game, but it's a it's a cool little nod to the past. And, you know, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance and X-Men Legends are some great games, you know, and the fact that the Switch got the sequel is awesome. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think the Switch is an awesome place to play a bunch of different types of games, family games, motion games, exercise games, first party games, indie games, third party games, racing games like they're Ring everywhere. Fit, Ring Fit Adventure, even after the pandemic, is still selling. Like that, that's literally it's a top crazy twenty-five thing. games for the console. Fifteen yeah. million units. I mean, it, and I think the thing what people don't understand this is that, you know, yes, Fire Emblem Three Hopes, Links of when they showed off Links Awakening, like Brian Altano for him. Uh, Nintendo voice track at IGN, he lost his mind. And look how big that was. Like, I knew about Dragon Quest Eleven because that came on 3DS in Japan. I didn't expect that game to be on Switch, but here mm-hmm. it is. And you throw it in one in the most packed month, which was September. But then you you literally see Benjamin Kazooie being a smash, people losing their mind. Uh, going back to the Game game Awards, that same time that they were showing Ultimate Alliance 3, they showed Joker for Smash. And mm-hmm. the first thing people was like, okay, when Persona 5 hitting the Switch. And two and years later, here we are. <laughs> two years that, later, that, here we are. And, and people just like, yeah, I played on Game Pass, but they're going to be buying the game on Switch. And I think that's what a lot of companies were realizing that, yeah, we put our game on Switch whatever we get on game pass or what in in the past uh, the switch players are going to buy this at $60 or whatever mm. they're going to they're going to make it up you know when it came to Fortnite and crossplay uh that was huge yeah you know uh when it came to civilization 6 you know cross saves was happening and everything like stuff that should have been happening on a southern other console Nintendo Switch was doing it with all the games that were coming out. People were just like, Cuphead, I'll play down Switch. Or hope it came to Switch. It did. Got, even before the game got released, it was number one on the eShop. Mm-hmm. Or in the Blind Forest, Microsoft knew that, uh, oh, you know, it. Did, I guess it did well on, on Microsoft sale. I don't know how they did on sale-wise. I know, I think Game which, Pass which did game? very well. Uh, or in the Black Forest and with Little Wisp. I don't oh, know how, I... how well both of those games sold on <laughs> yeah. Xbox. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest but, with you. But people bought both games on Switch. <laughs> like, you know, I we well, had a for discussion. a while, the first game, that was the definitive way to play that game. Yeah. Remember? Because like, it ran at 60 frames instead of 30, which yeah. I know they kind of remedied with, uh, what do you call it, with the... Uh, xbox series consoles but you know at first you know it was that was a big deal you know yeah and and even though i i get on ea from here and there some of their games that got poured to switch were were good burnout paradise was a great game um i think one of the games that confused everybody 
was Unravel 2? Like, why wasn't it? Why was Unravel not on Switch yet? Why was it Unravel 2 not on Switch when the other when it came up for the other consoles? You know, people were just like, we would buy it on Switch if they would have released it because Unravel 2 came and went and everything. But I'm like, yeah, but I think I think if you remember, I think if you remember that these games nintendo likes to make a big big deal about games coming to the switch right like we yeah. we saw that with the persona announcement right at not not e3 uh where you know every it, it, they announced it for xbox and everybody's like well where's the switch announcement where's the switch announcement where's the switch announcement and obviously obviously microsoft isn't going to announce that game for switch at their conference right but they had right. the, they had the big press release afterwards and everybody's like, well, where is it? Where is it? Where is the game for Switch on this press release? Because it didn't say. And I, then, you know, Nintendo had their partner direct, and then we saw it, and the rest is history. But it's, uh, you know, it was a big deal. Nintendo likes to make a big deal for these games because it's it's a big thing for them to get third-party games on, on the console, I, I feel. Yes. Um, and and I think that that's why people were be like, Okay, if it shows in a Nintendo Direct, it gotta be something very impressive. Because, like, even Neon White was a game no one really was paying attention. But I, when they first showed it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta get this game. And I did get end up getting it and everything. And it, people end up getting it on PC to Switch, and it's become one of the... It, it's one of those low-key indie games, but it's literally people just like, yeah, this may be one of the game of the years. And I think that's I think that's why maybe it, it may be just be me that I feel like Nintendo Switch library has a lot of game of the year contenders uh, across all across the board. You know, definitely with some of their indie games and their first party games. Mm-hmm. Um but their but their third party and their uh port and their porting games is also strong enough not to hit game of the year, but to bring interest into that series that people are going to pick up and play and finish and take on the go. You yeah. know, where like like even when we had our, our discussion, just like sometimes people don't care about the technical aspects. Yeah, as long as the frame rate works and the controls are good, you know, um, that's good enough. Now can't can't say anything about Baldo because the game looked good and then it came out and was a disaster uh questionable content see i didn't really think that game looked very good well it, I it think looked it, like a 3ds it, game <laughs> i think it was because of the uh studio ghibli looked no i mean that's uh, that's fair i just uh it really looked like a poor excuse for a 3ds game <laughs> to me uh, but that's just me. I'll stop being mean now. <laughs> no, but it was just... But, but even, like, knowing that Microsoft and Nintendo was having a good relationship, and I think they still do have a good, healthy relationship. You know, yes, they, they brought Minecraft, they, you know, Cuphead, and uh, and Ori. You know, it it was good to see that Minecraft Dungeon was, was releasing on Switch. Mm-hmm. and stuff and regardless of what people took away from it to know that Microsoft and Nintendo will have a really good relationship mm-hmm. really may in my opinion really help Microsoft more than they helped Nintendo because it was just like this is what where two first party companies come together and and bring you know, whatever deal that they had when they worked when they worked together, this is what is good to see because we were seeing the Mario stuff at Microsoft press conference. That's huge to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, uh, to to even know even with Hellblade um, coming to Switch, you know, before I think after Ninja Theory was bought by Microsoft and everything, that's big too because I'm like. I've always wanted Ninja Theory to put something on Nintendo. Or what would they do with Nintendo if they were able to do something? 
you know, yeah. to get Hellblade on Switch, like, I think I think that's one of the games that people probably triple dipped on with that because they did get it for PlayStation. Of course, they people bought it for Xbox, and they probably got it on Switch because they were just like, one once again, one that curiosity curiosity thing. How the how well does it run? And it runs pretty well on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. The fact that you can play so many of these games and they're just—I mean, it's just a fun—it's just a fun place to play, you know. Like it, it's mm-hmm. my console of choice, you know. I mean, I jokingly say if Destiny was on the Switch, I would probably play it there, and that's not really a lie, uh, especially now with like cross save and cross play and stuff. But um, yeah, you know, and it's go ahead. Sorry. I, it... Oh no, I, I was just thinking about Steam in a sense. Uh, and not so much the Steam Deck or anything, but just like when I watched the Wholesome Games Direct, um, and even the Inapura Interactive Direct, when I watch these like small games and they and a game is coming to Steam and coming to Switch, mm-hmm. uh, people get excited about that because they're just like, I love the fact that even their casual games that's on Switch, I would enjoy to play. Walking simulators and everything. I would love to play that on the Switch on the go and stuff. Um, you know, like, I, I think it's just like Switch has such a big, re- big enough library that caters to so many people. Um, that it's just, it's just, it, it kind of boggles my mind that people said that the Switch doesn't have nothing for them. Um, you know, so they downplay, yeah, I mean, they still downplay think, it. Oh, good. I just, I just think Nintendo is an easy console for people to bash on, whether they know they are or not, right? And mm-hmm. because it's so popular and... Yeah, I remember, I know people still say, oh, and Switch still has no games. I'm like, how can you look at this console and say it has no games? It's just like, I hate that because the, people say that about Xbox also and PlayStation at certain points also. And it's like, well, no, it just, the games that they're putting out aren't speaking to you. You can't tell right. me that a company that's putting out a new first party title, you know, on average every six to eight weeks for six years right doesn't have a game for you and that's just first party games right you you can't sit here and tell me that i'm sorry and i think you're a liar it's yeah it's that preface thing it's just like they have games but you won't jump out your comfort level to try them or to support them you know you're I think there are people who are just, I don't want to say stuck in their ways, but they just, there's something about their reputation that they have about gays, how they view gays and what appeals to them to keep that reputation up. And I think sometimes when people feel like when they play something on Switch, it lowers their represent their reputation or anything. Like if their friends found out that they're playing this game on Switch, they'd be like, "Why are you playing that version instead of playing the better version?" And it's just, and I don't know why some people still hold on to that because you you cannot. I, I feel like sometimes you cannot say that when a system don't have that many games and you're still playing older titles on the more powerful hardware that you can't say I sometimes feel like you can't say that oh Switch doesn't have nothing for me but you're still playing something like COD or Xbox or you're playing uh, Hell Divers on PlayStation 4 or or Dark Souls on PlayStation 4 or or PlayStation 5 like well, the thing is is like Okay, if you like open world games, right? Like, they mm-hmm. have Breath of the Wild, they have The Witcher, they have, you know, ten Assassin's Creed games, right? If you like shooters, there's Splatoon, there's Doom, there's Wolfenstein, there's Crisis, there's Bright Memory Infinite that just came out, right? And like, if you like RPGs, there's a ton of RPGs. Whether you're Shoot, looking for Square West... Enix, 
<laughs> Square Enix got the JRPG stuff lined up on that system. Right. I mean, like, there's a ton of JRPGs. There's a ton of Western RPGs. You know, there. if you like strategy games, there's XCOM. There's Mario plus Rabbids. There's Civ, uh, Civ 6, right? And mm-hmm. Which has, you know, a lot of these games that are available on PC, right? Like The Witcher and Civ 6 and I think XCOM, right? You can go in and cross-save with your PC version. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot the Switch has to offer, even if you, I guess, don't realize it. it, it I think, and it, I feel, sometimes I feel like when people are just like, oh, Bayonetta is not for me, but I'm going to play God of War. It's just like, well, you should be able to play Bayonetta uh, because it's it's not the same as God of War, but it's in that action realm of games. Um, well, I mean, not new God of War, though, I would argue. New God of War is more like uh, over-the-shoulder third-person action game like yeah but i think the gameplay is still similar like a light attack heavy attack that kind of thing i think the perspective is different yeah i i, I understand what you mean yeah um but it's just like I, I i guess i'm just equating it to be like it's an action game so you should be the, able to play this other action game just with a different perspective yeah and everything yeah. you know uh, yes, and Switch doesn't have something like Forza Motorsport, uh, but they do got some of the uh, bigger simulating car racer games from third party. They may be a little bit late and stuff, but they have them there. I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't have anything on the level of, of even like Gran Turismo 7 or anything, but I mean, there are racing games as on this platform that you can play. Uh, you know, ooh, excuse me. And then, like, even looking at the Sega Genesis Online and the uh, NES, NSO stuff online with the Super Nintendo and everything, there are games on there that help build the Switch library because they've never been released out of Japan or Europe that's on there, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you want to play that that Super Nintendo game that was hard to do uh, to get through, they got the SP section or version of it where they're just super powered up and you can be on the last level, play it there, and beat the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. It's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know, like, I know the Switch isn't the most technical console, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter, okay? I I know people, like, <laughs> complain that there's no themes on the Switch right now, right? It's like, well, are, what, are you, what are you staring at your home screen for longer than, like, to turn it on, you know? I never, I never really understood the appeal of themes because it just means you're not playing the games. Uh, and like, there's so many other ways to customize it, right? With like, you can buy like an extra dock that's a different color. You can buy the Joy Cons. You can buy the Pro Controllers, right? Mm-hmm. I wish there were more colors of Pro Controllers, but like, yes. you know, we can. You can get the Smash one or the Xenoblade one or the Splatoon ones or the Monster Hunter ones, right? And have like, okay, I feel good right now, right? And uh. I don't know, man. I just, I love this console. Like, I don't want it to end. Like, I would, would I love a more powerful one? Yeah. And, like, I know we're not really talking about what's coming next, but, like, we're in year six. I mean, Nintendo's thinking about it, right? And so, I just, I don't want this console to end because I love what it does, you know? I love what it Mm -hmm. offers me. I love, you know, even... We don't, we don't, we haven't even brought this up, but like the Nintendo Switch Online and expansion pack stuff, right? Yeah. I love how convenient it is to play classic games on here. Like you just download the little module, right? 
and you like you download the NES module and you there it's just loaded up with like 30 or 40 games, you know? I mean, granted, not all of them are bangers, but like it's the NES, none of them like <laughs> 80% of the library sucked. Uh you know, unless you got your classics, but and I know like a lot of the games aren't on there that people want, right? But third part you got to realize like third party third parties are selling the collections right like the Mega Man collection or the Castlevania collection yeah and even like the Genesis collection which you know most of those games are on the Genesis online thing anyway so I just think it's so convenient and the way they're selling like they're selling the classic controllers wirelessly to play these games too which again wish they made more but (laughs) you know I was lucky enough to get two N64 controllers I would would I like two more of course I would it's a four player console I would love to have four more uh and like I'm looking at a a, the GameCube adapt controller adapter because you know eventually that that's that GameCube games are coming and that those GameCube controllers are gonna fly off the shelves right especially if they're especially if they're wave birds you know yeah Uh, which I could go either way I they're gonna be wireless either way right so I don't really care uh Although the WaveBirds are cool controllers, and they did already technically sell the GameCube controllers for Smash, <laughs> uh, the regular ones. So give me, give me a WaveBird. Why not switch it up? Uh, I would, I would buy, I would definitely buy a WaveBird. Yeah, if I was able to get one. WaveBirds are cool though; they're so cool. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of, you know, what the Switch offers, how many different ways you can do things right. Like I, I think that they are doing it the right way. Granted, there's a, there's a lot wrong with Nintendo's things, right? Like we talked about the store. It kind of sucks. We talked about their online playing online, still not up to par with PlayStation and Xbox. Right. But like everything else I think is like actually relatively good great i love the simple interface like like the mm-hmm. you know the cross media bar if you're comparing it to playstation like i love the interface i love the way the games look in your library uh i love the games that they put out most of them i love the fact that we have folders but like yeah. even though i sometimes forget them <laughs> yeah i mean the folders don't really i don't really care about the folders to be honest uh but but compared I'm, I'm, to but, what, how this was on the Wii U. Oh no, yeah, uh, and the 3DS, to be honest too. Oh uh, yeah, that's that is true. You know, I mean, I don't really care about folders all that much. I I like that as long as the games are alphabetized, that's good enough for me. Yeah, but yeah, man. Well, I mean, the Switch is just a, it's just an amazing console, and I wish, I hope that this console goes like ten more years. Yeah, I think that's why I, I feel like this is this console has the best library because yes, it has old, it has the new stuff, um, but it it kind of, I mean just just like we talked about dead cells, you know, but like even Hades when Hades came out like the full version, you know it to me personally and it may just be me i i'm not and i'm not trying to be ignorant or have ignorance or anything but no one was really talking about that on pc when it came to epic even though it was like kind of uh early access game well i think nobody i think nobody was talking about on the epic store because nobody likes the epic store that is true you know i mean borderlands 3 remember that whole debacle when it was an epic exclusive for a year and people were Mm -hmm. like review bombing it because they hated the epic store which i don't really, then, i don't really understand the whole it and then the thing. game came out and it came and went to uh because i like i said they that game had tons the game still of sold 20 like 20 million units though that's <laughs> i'm shocked by that because why borderlands 2 was like one of the best selling games of all time well, which I which I, I I understand, but I thought Borderlands Three would be such a like I I thought people would keep talking about it and everything, and it was just like I think when it hit when it 
when I was seeing all of those millions of copies at Best Buy, every Best Buy that I went to had tons of Borderlands 3 for Xbox and for uh, PS4. And it's still, like now when I go to those stores, they still got those same copies from ever since it was released. So that's why I was kind of, I, I wonder if they did a lot of sales digitally or stuff, or if 2K like really flooded these stores with that game because it like man that's a lot of copies that they shipped out and didn't nobody touched them you know like and that's kind of like I think that's why when it comes to Switch even with Black Friday you gotta get your games you gotta get your make sure you got your list ready and get ready to start getting your orders and stuff ready because when it comes to Black Friday for Switch Games are gone when it comes to uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Even though they're the cheaper version and the better version, they stay on shelves for a long time, and that that may just be the area that I'm at. I don't know how anybody else's area of it's just consistent or if it's different and stuff. You know, for so for a system that apparently don't have games that people proclaim that. <laughs> Uh, they probably don't have no games because you can't buy them because they all sold out or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, what I mean, do you have any other thoughts on this? I mean, it's 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 great to see all the support. You know, mm-hmm. I think obviously indies are thriving, which is like <laughs> at almost probably fifty percent of <laughs> what people are buying these days. Uh, on the switch but i'm glad to see that it's just super popular i think the i think the last thing i had to say about you know switch having the best library um is that it's just it's such an undeniable library you mm-hmm. know that a lot of people who own yeah, the other platforms or own even pc uh I think they I think Switch has such an interesting library and such a big diverse library that people are willing to give a game more of a chance on Switch than any other platform. Um and giving it a chance means actually buying the game whether it's digitally or physically. You know, cuz like the the double dipping business really hit hard on Switch. Mm-hmm. For and I think that's why physical media. When people are talking about which is better, physical or digital, I'm like, to to the Switch players, it doesn't matter because people will probably get into both. The problem is, is like Nintendo probably has the best incentives to buy digital. You know, with like mm-hmm. because like you get triple the coins or whatever. Like, yeah, you don't really get a lot of things for buying games on xbox right i'm not i know that playstation just came out with that playstation stars program i'm not 100 percent sure what it is so i don't really want to judge it or comment on it yet mm-hmm. i know there's i know i think shane wrote something up on it on bossrush.net but uh i haven't really had a chance to dive into what that is but uh, Microsoft kind of focused their whole thing around Game Pass, right? And they're kind of like, not they're not all in on Game Pass, but they're really pushing their chips in on <laughs> all in on Game Pass at this point, to the point yeah. where like their uh quest, like their quest and mission and reward system is all about play this game on Game Pass, get an achievement in this game on Game Pass, uh, play this game and get fifty. 50 kills in this game on game pass right like it all these rewards are based around game pass and like depending on how many quests you do in a month like you get you know bonus points for completing two weekly quests right or mm-hmm. if you complete 10 10 daily quests you get extra bonus points and stuff to the point where it's like oh well i've kind of i have like 10 or 15 dollars and xbox gift cards i could probably use right but uh nintendo's incentive to buy eShop games is i mean you get three dollars like you're basically 
getting three dollars a game if you pay full price, right? Yeah, because and it's it's nuts on that console. Well, because you got to think about it, they don't have to share the profits with anybody. Like if Nintendo, well, they I think, do. I feel, they do with third party with third parties. No, and... I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about first party. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, when you, I was thinking of when you said selling the game for, when Nintendo selling the game and stuff. So you, I'm thinking like, if they do, uh, Joshi's Crafter World or something, like yes, Nintendo selling it because that's the Nintendo, uh, product. But they don't have to give it the Best Buy or Target or anything. They don't have to really worry about physical copies and putting that game on a cartridge and you know mm-hmm. doing that they're getting full profit for that um third party is just like yeah we're not getting full profit but you know it's easier that nintendo get their cut we get our cut we could skip retail retail is not getting nothing because it's a digital product yeah. and everything um and i think when you think of game pass I don't know how that system works, but Game Pass is a committed, uh, it's a committed service. You know, yes, you, and I like the way that you said that. You know, their rewards is connected part of Game Pass, and Microsoft push it because they know that if we get more subscribers and everything, regardless of what we sell at the store, we have that committed revenue coming in. And stuff, mm-hmm. and so whatever we pay, whatever we pay from what people play, we know that we're getting their fifteen dollars mm-hmm. uh, a month. And if we could get, if we could get just these certain amount of people per month, that's committed revenue. I'm like, because it's, di- it's digital stuff. We don't have to share that. Only thing that we have to share that revenue with is with that other company of people playing their games. But if they're playing Halo or anything we're getting that full revenue so we're so we don't have to share anything with that and that will make up the budgets that we have for this company and everything mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah so i mean this, it like i said the switch is just a great console i'm excited to play i mean look at this year alone like the second half of this year is stacked full of games to play and i'm yeah it's to the point where, like, I, I haven't even been paying attention to what's happening on PlayStation or Xbox because I don't care because of all the great things I can come play on Switch, right? Like, I think the only thing on Xbox I'm really looking forward to at the end of the year is, like, Gotham Knights, I think, and, you know, Hogwarts Legacy, I think, I'm excited for on Xbox when I, I'm going to play it on Switch first because, A... I want to make sure, like, you know, if it's good on Switch to, like, kind of give it some praise. But if it's bad, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I want to let people know, too. But also, I kind of feel like that that's going to be a Game Pass game in the spring for some reason. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, I want that game to succeed. I know people have their issues with, you know, JK rolling or whatever, but, like, Harry Potter is such an important franchise to so many people. I just want it, I just mm-hmm. want this game to succeed because it looks really cool. I I just I feel like it, it it's just an awesome looking game, you know. So yeah, I think that that's that's when when a game comes from. Uh, I don't want to say a troubling. Uh, artist or book or author or whatever, but when a game or uh, IP is coming from someone that people uh, disagree with, mm-hmm. in a sense, um, they know that the business assumption is, is that if they purchase this product, their money is going to go to them for supporting it, even. Even you know, even though that person is the creator of that franchise of that IP and stuff, mm-hmm. um, they they feel like they don't really want to do that. But in order for them to enjoy the game, you kind of you have some options. Some one of them is definitely <laughs> pretty much illegal, but the other one is going to really going to someone's house and playing it. 
Yeah. That's the only way that you'll be able to experience that game without paying for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that that's kind of what some people are not trying to do in this modern age. They don't want to. Su- they want to support a product, but they want don't want to support that product that comes from someone that they disagree with. Mm-hmm. In the sense, yeah, no. Cause as cause that that look, everybody was saying that they weren't gonna play a game from Activision, and look how they still are making bank. I know, I uh, I mean people talk out of two sides of their mouths, right? And we I mean we know people <laughs> that we talk to regularly that are like that, right? Where they're like, oh, we're all the bad things happening at Activision Blizzard. Oh, I'm boycotting them. Oh, Overwatch 2 seems interesting. Oh, Diablo 2 Resurrected looks awesome. I'm getting that day one. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you know, and that's a, that's a whole conversation for a different day. But mm. I'm just, <laughs> the video game industry kind of, like, people, like, just, it just kind of bothers me, we'll say, to keep it PG. <laughs> It's it's a, it's a thing, but I I before we end end the show because we got some Patreon producers to shout out. I think Nintendo, uh, in the games that's on its platform and the games that still are planned for this platform, I think personally for me is is so balanced, is so good that there's a lot out there. There's a lot to discover. Um, there's some that. People could go out and support um, stuff that people could go in and like learn a new skill. You know, you don't. I, I love the fact that Switch offers so many experiences that it doesn't have to be the same thing. You could literally go out and spend some money playing something different. And whether you like it or not, or anything, and you'll probably be mad that you gave this, this company your money and stuff. You cannot deny that it doesn't offer anything to change your way of thinking about games, your way of playing games, uh, you know, your way of... uh, Because, like, look at Untitled Goose Game. Right. Like, that that should be a game that nobody really didn't really care about. But But it came on, it had a great trailer, and then look at all the stuff that came out after it before the game even released. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that, I mean, going back to, like, some third-party stuff, the fact that I can play Spyro, the fact that I can play Tony Hawk on my Switch, the mm-hmm. remakes, is awesome. I So, I mean, I love Tony Hawk. I love those first two games specifically. Uh, <laughs> played the first one on N64 and the second one on Dreamcast, and it's like... Nice. Like, the fact that I can just kind of go in and play those games and obviously they look better and than those original versions and but like all the music is there all the levels are there all the skaters are there right like it's just i don't know man i kind of like especially the last probably i would say like the last six months or so i've been thinking a lot about things in the past and just having a lot of nostalgia feelings about mm-hmm. not just games, but just like life in general. And yeah. going back to some of these games, like N64 games or Tony Hawk or some of these remakes or collections, right? And it just takes me back to a time that I remember fondly, you know? And the la- honestly, the last piece of that puzzle on the Switch that may- that would make this the console, like, the console to end all consoles would probably be GameCube games or yeah. not even that, or just like the, you know, they're talking about that Metroid prime remaster or remake this year, or the Zelda ports from Wii U. Like those are really the only games that I like would, uh, that I care about at this point, right. Making it over from a first party perspective, right? Like I would love to yes. see like, I would love to see an HD version of Skies of Arcadia Legends or, or, you know, oh, Tales of yes. Symphonia we talk about a lot, or, you know, yes. even even the two Batancadas games. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, if I could just get a couple GameCube games and 
like I'm kind of shocked that there's not a Dreamcast collection yet of some sort. Like I don't know why that just doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's really I've actually gone back and I've actually gone back and purchased a lot of those games on Xbox cuz they're backwards compatible. But you it's weird. There's like this really weird workaround for Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 and like anything that was on Dreamcast that was on the 360 through mm-hmm. the arcade, like you have to go through Xbox's website to buy them. Oh, wow. And uh, like Jet Set Radio Future was is backwards compatible, totally playable on, on Xbox Series X, right? But you can't buy it in the store because it was licensed for Xbox 360. So you have to go to the Xbox Marketplace and search like are like, you, you serious you can't even go through like the xbox marketplace you have to google search it you have to type in jet set radio future xbox marketplace and it'll take you to the the product page and you can buy it there right but like i did not know yeah, that it, it was that what was the other one there there's there is a couple games that were like that uh because I have brought something from the marketplace online for from for Xbox games. Yeah, no, I never I, knew that. A lot. I mean, a lot of them you can, but some of the games that are backwards compatible that they're no longer allowed to sell through the the console store, you can still mm-hmm. buy through their website. I wish I I wish I could remember a couple more of those games because, uh, there <laughs> there were a lot. Because I I would I do want Jet Set Radio, I want Sonic One. Sonic Adventure and I want Sonic Two because uh, I never all the Dreamcast games on arcade are ten bucks digitally. Oh, nice. So I mean, you can kind of go in and just buy them, and then you can actually buy the battle version, like the you can buy the DX version of Sonic Adventure and the battle version of Sonic Adventure Two mm. as add-on packs for the uh, th- the Xbox versions. Which is kind of nice, but I want the, I want those versions on Switch. Like, I, the uh, so let me let's just to wrap the show, Ed. Yes. Uh, what what would you like to see? Like, just like one thing, one or two things come to the Switch, whether they're like old games or you know third party support or whatever. What what are two things that would really kind of push this console finally over the edge as like one of the greatest consoles of all time? Oh man, well we already said GameCube. Um I I man, I would love to actually have God, can more... you by the way, Dreamcast games, could you imagine if Nintendo sold Dreamcast controllers? <laughs> What if your old VMUs worked? What if you could stick your old VMUs in there? Do you know the craziness? Oh my God. All those and people could wake up their 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 <laughs> Chow Gardens from Sonic Adventure. Trust me, everybody would be hitting garage sales, retro stores, the Salvation Army. They're the swap meet. They're going to be hitting all of these stores to get. Well, the thing all is, is thing. like VMUs aren't rare. It's the it's the controllers that are getting harder to find because they're yeah. <laughs> made of cheap garbage plastic. Yeah, that Dude, is true. The Dreamcast controllers were such garbage. Uh, I think for me, it would definitely be um, more arcade games that never came out to America. Um, because I actually I, there's games that I see on YouTube like long plays and stuff. I'm like, man, I don't remember this stuff. And I know, like, uh, they have some on on it to the uh, on the eShop, and like the arcade archives are good and everything. But I'm like, man, Nevco, Tecmo, SNK, like a a lot of you Japanese developers have a lot of arcade main machines that have not come out. I. Someone actually posted if you were able to get Michael Jackson Moonwalker, which one would you get? They had the Sega Genesis, a PC one, and an arcade. I would love to have the arcade version on 
uh, on Switch. I mean, I would love to have a Sega Genesis version, but I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would love to have more Walker on arcade on on Switch. Um, I shoot, heck, I would love. To, well, not so much Arthur Beast, but like a lot of that stuff that from the arcade port version before it came to Dreamcast. I would love to have, like, I would love to have the arcade version of Power Stones, um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like, I would love to have all of that on Switch. Man, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on Switch, dude. <laughs> the craziness that that, that would happen. Because everybody going to be like, okay, where's 3 at? Where's Ultimate uh, and everything? Are they going to get the licenses stuff all together with that? Heck yeah, they will bring that that game to Switch. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think. I mean, like, like I said before, I think Dreamcast. I think Dreamcast is like the the last kind of thing that I've been kind of nostalgic for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've even been going back and watching certain things on YouTube and stuff about Dreamcast and games like not just like not just sonic adventure or stuff like that but like i mean we we talk about blue stinger on the show a lot which is like (laughs) it's like a hilariously terrible game but it's yeah there's a lot of nostalgia for that game to me uh you know crazy taxi is another one that's just like that game is i love crazy taxi so much um you know and then obviously jet set radio and the sports games and uh you know i guess shenmue one <laughs> shenmue one uh i don't have a lot of nostalgia for that game but it's uh well can i ask you a question do you think we wear what comes to eShop? those we wear titles will come to eShop, or would you like we wear to be something of like nos online and stuff i mean at this point, like, I don't really care either way. I think that the WiiWare, sh- I think the games that were on WiiWare should just come to the <laughs> eShop at some e-shop. point. Because I'm know? just like, I'm like, Konami, like, I will, I will rebuy Contra Rebirth if they did that. <laughs> you know, because I, I would love to play that on Switch. I would love to play it on the bigger screen and take that game on the go because I wasn't able to do that on the Wii. I mean, yeah, playing on the bigger screen, I had. But, like, taking Contra Rebirth on the go, I would love to have that because I don't know if I'm going to get a Contra 2 collection where it's Rebirth and then all the PlayStation Contras and stuff. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get all of that. Yeah. You know, uh, so, yeah, I, I would just... Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to, to to interrupt or anything. Nope. Um, it's fine. I just uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of like older games too. You know that I never really got to play that are just unplayable. You know, yeah. uh, I can't really think of any offhand right now. But you know, that's kind of like a trend. That's. Uh, I mean, and, we were shocked that the Ninja Turtles collection was coming out because all those dude. games are owned by so many. Like, so many parts of those games are owned by so many different companies <laughs> that it's just like I cannot believe that. And I know a lot of people are complaining that that game costs like what forty bucks, I think, for the collection. But it's like, do you realize how many companies they have to pay for like fees? Right? Konami, yeah, Konami published a lot of that stuff, but also Nickelodeon owns a lot of. The- owns the ninja turtles now i mean uh what i uh irm owns a lot of the classic stuff uh nintendo i think actually published the first ninja turtles there's a lot of companies that still like oh well, i guess ultra no could i published yeah published the ninja turtles games on the but first you guys one do- but would you gotta pay the cr- the creators digital eclipse they did yeah uh, so digital- like did, did the party this is this like at the end of the day, this just kind of feels like a make good thing for Konami to get into good graces for, which, and and, which I think Konami's actually been doing a pretty decent job of like, oh yeah, their collections after that Symphony of the Night collection on PS4, like 
everything that has come after that, I feel like a lot of people have really praised them for. Yeah, because like Castlevania, they're prepping, for, they're prepping for that massive uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear collection with the first four games and the NES and MSX games. And I, I wonder would that hit Switch? I. What, here's what the thing. Here's, here, here's the thing. I think. I think if it's just two, three, and Peace Walker, it'll come mm-hmm. to Switch. If it's one and four included in there, I'm not sure. Except for the fact that maybe the Switch gets a special edition of Twin Snakes. I would love that. Uh, and I know a lot of people don't really care about twin snakes the way that Nintendo fans do. But uh, that would just be my guess is that if it's, well, I don't know because four or yeah, four is technically a PS3 game and can probably run on the switch also. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think their biggest thing is to like, let's get, (laughs) let's get uh, four off the PlayStation three. I really think I that think... that I I really think that that's their goal. Let's get let's get Metal Gear Solid Four off of the PlayStation Three and just let people play that game. Right. I think with with Konami doing these collections, and we talked about this before, them doing these collections and then letting uh, these other developers take their uh, IPs and do something with it, or you know, they publish other indie games like for the first time, like Skull, like Skull Attack and stuff. Like that's the Konami that I'm liking. You yeah. know, it, that feels like they're getting back to their old roots and everything. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with Konami or anything because like Way For It is now like my Konami in a sense, and I love Way For It. Um, but I think Konami's getting back. It's they. I think ever since they got back to Nintendo and they got on Switch, like supporting them the way that they are supporting it, it kind of feels like you guys are getting back to what you have been known for and everything. Because I, I, right now, I'm ready for a new double dribble. I, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of indie games that could do double dribble. Um, their hockey game, uh, like I, like some of their other games. They don't have to do that. Uh, that um, Billy gang, <laughs> the hill Billy gang. Why you Billy? They don't have to do that. No, <laughs> oh, no, that game's awesome. They could even do the racist Tom Sawyer version. Uh, no goodness, <laughs> not <laughs> Which in this I age. Have still, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but, but I think I think Konami literally could get back to because I, dude, I would play Snatcher. Like if they re if they remade Snatcher and did like a new kind of look to it, made it more detailed, or they want to throw it on the Genesis Online, fine, do it. But I would play a new version of Snatcher if they were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Like Konami, Konami has like man, Sunset Riders. I want to play. Like <laughs> Konami has so much history with games that if they released it now. I think people will give it to giving it a try. And I think because I I really feel like Ninja Turtles is going to really be success, successful, I think that game is going to sell really good on Switch than any other platform. Yeah. I think all the, I think all the other platforms are just going to be for the trophies and achievements and probably with some friends. But the real support for that is going to be coming to Switch. Yeah. Well... I have to tell you that I will be playing it on Switch, and I will be playing it with the proper controllers because it's going to allow you to do that. <laughs> so. And I will be having the game playing it on whatever controller I have, and I will be. By the emailing. way, why can't they put out the six-button Genesis controller? Just why? I have not one idea. Come on, Nintendo! Just let me. Just let me have the six-button Genesis controller. And I'll be on my way. Because I don't even think they don't have any games on Genesis. That's the six button. It doesn't matter. Just let me have the option. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. 
Yes. Uh, but Corey, let's get into our shout-outs to our Patreon producers. Yeah, I suppose we can do that. Uh, remember, if you want to support the Boss Rush Network directly, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network, and you will get early access to four shows, as well as... Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. I'm, I, I missed it. Uh, as well as... Uh, where am I at? Sorry, I'm trying to get open the Patreon page. You can get early access to four shows, but if you are a Patreon producer, you get your name shouted out on this here segment, on this here program, as well as many other things across the Boss Rush Network. Now we are recording on July 29th, uh, 2022. We're recording in bulk because I'm going on vacation, and I want to make sure that our patrons uh, are getting the content that they pay for. So... uh Without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode are Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, my wife, Sana Dierig, uh, Francisco Santillan, and Celeste Roberts. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. And I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, if you listen on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps us out and uh, helps find new audience for us. Even if you are a patron, if you could just head on over to iTunes and just leave a quick review, that really helps. Yes. Well, Corey, where can we quickly find you? Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on the Boss Rush Podcast and Nintendo Pow Blog, among other things. Yes, you guys can find me at that retro code and on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, check me out on Discord. Uh, you can find some of my writings on BossRush.net. Uh, and you can find me hosting Nintendo Power Block and Nintendo Expansion Pass. Uh, and sometimes I appear on other podcasts when I can. <laughs> with that, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Expansion Pass. Bye, everybody. Bye.